He tells me in his bedroom voice Come on honey, let's go make some noise Welcome into the Pamela Michelle show. I love that song. I love the Bengals. More so, I love the man who wrote this song. So, this actually was a song written by Prince, in case you didn't know. Love everything. Well, 99.9% .9 of everything that Prince does. But it is Monday. It's a special podcast that I'm doing tonight. I'm going to be joined in a few minutes by my friend, Sonia Greenfield of Our Turf Football, formerly NFL female. Pamela Michelle's show is brought to you by Reaper's Brew Coffee. Make sure you go to reapersbrew.com and get the best coffee that you've ever had. My favorite's the Murder Mud. Yesterday, I had to get a little extra boost, a little extra caffeine. I went with the electric chair. You cannot go wrong. I'm telling you guys, they're even going to give you a discount. Go right now to reapersbrew.com and enter that PMS code at checkout. You're going to get a discount from the Pamela Michelle Show. Go to Reapers Brew. You will not be sorry. Also, I'd like to thank Ardell Lashes. I love lashes. It's the one thing that I would love to wear every day. You can go a little easier on the makeup when your lashes are popping. Go to Ardell and browse all the lashes that they have, my favorites are the Demi Wispies. They hooked your sister up with them. Oh my God. Love, love the care package that Ardell sent me, Ardell.com. Go explore the world of lashes, ladies. A little bit of practice and you will be in love. Less makeup makes everything so much easier. Anyway, we are going to have Sonia on. We're going to talk a little bit of football and only God knows what else. The thing that I love about this show is that I'm allowed to go wherever I want, say whatever I want. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit of sports right now. I'm watching the Saints Raiders game. I love myself some Derek Carr. Always have. I want him to do really well. This just doesn't seem like it's going to be a good game. The Saints are winning 10-0 right now. But, hey, who knows? Things can always change, right? Our conversation with Sonia is going to be fun. Guys, stick around. It'll be awesome. And as promised, I am here with my good friend Sonia Greenfield from Arthur Football. Sonia... We'll talk a little tiny football because I have a slight, I don't know if I'm going to call it a mental lapse, mental disorder, or just a hopeless crush. And, <laughs> and I know that this is going to drive you crazy and you're probably going to be like, Diva, you've gone mad, but you've known me for quite a while. And you have. And I mean, I started, I mean, we got to know each other through our turf, which at that time was NFL female. And I did, right. I did stuff for the New York Giants for NFL female. But, you know, I love fantasy football, and I'm very good at it. I made a very bold statement. And oh boy, what'd you do? <laughs> 
I have a very good friend, and he's actually particularly very hot. He works for ESPN 1420 in Louisiana. His name is Greg Larnard. If oh. if anybody wants to go check Greg out, they really should. And ladies, you really should. Because he's pretty easy on the eyes. Twitter. <laughs> um, G underscore ESPN 1420. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you. Verify. Yes, know. this is so. This is how you have to verify that. Yes, he is that cute, and yeah. so I had said to him, I am going to play in a league this year. I have four leagues that I'm playing in, but one particular. Oh, cute, right? I'm telling you, he's cute. Easy on the eyes. <laughs> But he's a Green Bay Packer fan, but I know, I know (laughs) he is a Green Bay Packer fan, but he's a Mets fan. So that's okay. And (laughs) yeah, it does. It balances it out. So I had told him that I was going to make one of my teams really um, interesting and the statement I made was that I was going to draft Philip Rivers as my quarterback and win a fantasy football championship with Philip Rivers as my quarterback. Yeah. That's a bold statement. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Let's see how we do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say that it can be done because yes. I'm remembering my first year in fantasy football, I did draft Philip Rivers, mm. and I think I had Eli as my backup, and your girl won. So it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. See, and the thing is, and I'm doing it as a point to prove to people, this was my whole point, is that everybody, especially people who try to draft quarterbacks way too soon in fantasy football drafts, I'm not saying Phillip Rivers is trash. I won't say that because, again, you can call it a crush if you must, I have a soft spot for Philip Rivers. I just do. I was about to say, you've always kind of had a thing for him. Yes! You knew. See, this is why I'm glad that you're on the show because you understand my Philip Rivers thing because it doesn't, it didn't just come out of nowhere. It wasn't like I said, you know what? I'm going to take a mediocre quarterback and I'm going to pick him and I'm winning a fantasy football championship. I've always liked Philip Rivers and the reason why is. The toughness. I don't care what everybody says about him. He's tough. And I did want... I wanted him as a New York Giant. I wanted him over Eli. I wanted him as a Giant. But he went to the Chargers. My heart was broken that day. It's fine. But this is what I'm going to do. And the whole point, again, is... You do not need a stud quarterback... To win a fantasy football championship. It, you really don't. You, I mean, because right. say you have a stud quarterback, but the rest of your lineup is trash. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to do anything. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I do particularly like the um, drafting the quarterback, getting a wide, getting like their number one wide receiver, getting those double points. I didn't go that way this year with Phillip Rivers, though. 
But my point was to win the championship with him just because the rest of my bench is super stacked. And I did it to show people I did it to show people that this is the smart way to draft. It cracks me up how many people will look and be like, "Oh, I can't pick that player because him and my other, you know, running back or wide receiver have the same bye week." I don't know if you buy into the philosophy, but I draft my team however I want to draft them. I take the best player, and honestly, I will take the L on a week where most of my team is on a bye, and I don't care. If I exactly because if you do it right, then it balance it balances out, right? Because you can't win them all. No, right? Well, you you can try. You can. Try. You can try. I mean, my favorite league that I had ever played in, and you're going to laugh at this because it was one of the harder leagues that I played. I played in Vegas. I played against a lot of, you know, handicappers, a lot of bookies. I was the only girl in the league. And the way they wanted to do it was you drafted once. You had no bench that could be like dropped or anything. There was no waiver wire. So if your player got hurt, you had to substitute somebody from the bench on your team. But you got your regular, yeah, you got your regular roster, your bench, and no waiver wire. So that year, everybody was making fun of me. And I had last pick in the draft. And the thing that I did was, and this was actually Zeke's rookie year, and The first thing I did was with that pick is I drafted Ezekiel Elliott and then I got my back to back because it was a snake draft and I drafted David Johnson. Let me tell you, I needed nothing else (laughs) because that year, that year, both of them went off because Zeke had a phenomenal rookie year and I was, I was set. I had Ben Roethlisberger as my quarterback that year. Let me just tell you, you were, I, you were, <laughs> you I seriously was, and all the guys laughed. They're like, why would you do that? I'm like, just watch you wait and see. And I didn't like, and my two quarterbacks I had were Roethlisberger and I want to say I might've had Drew Brees that year too. I might've, I think I did, but both of them, the whole point was both of them were on a bye week. That week, and everybody was like, oh my god, you draft, how dumb were you? You drafted two quarterbacks that had the same bye week. I drafted my team how I wanted to, and that week I still won my match. Because I had Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson. My quarterback gave me a zero, and those two studs carried my team all year. There you go. It's not always about the quarterback. No, it, it, and I used to do the bye week thing because I. Yeah. But then one year it broke me because I think I had everybody who had a week nine bye, and I just took the L that week, and I was fine. I think the rest of the league, if I can't remember, but yeah, I just took the L. Like it's okay. It, well, see, my, you know. my, I don't purposefully, like, say, ooh, this one's on a bye week at the same time. My whole team's basically going to be on a bye week when I'm drafting. I just draft the players I want who I think is going to give me the best team. And right. I'm okay with the loss. And when I actually realized 
that I do that most of the time. The funny thing is it gives you an easier time because you're not looking to scramble to replace people. Right. So it's actually nicer people when you have most of your team on a bye week at the same time. I'm telling you, don't go for the perfect record. Take the loss that week and you will be so much happier once your team is in the playoffs and you're cruising. It's so worth yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. It's totally worth it. So who is your favorite player this year so far? I mean, I'm, I gotta say, I'm pretty heartbroken that Saquon is going to be out for the season. Not so much fantasy wise, but just giants wise. That kind of, yeah. that kind of hit me. It, it hurt a little bit. Hurt. Yeah, I, I felt bad for him too. I mean, because just, just from a person's standpoint, you just you just hate to see it. You just hate yeah. to see somebody like that get hurt. I mean, you hate to see anybody get hurt, but, you know, especially Saquon, because I think he was going to be special this year. Yeah, I, I um, think so. So my favorite, I've decided um, nobody shall ever talk crap about my quarterback, John Matthew Stafford, ever again. <laughs> I wrote a beautiful article, a beautiful article for the Players' Tribune, and... That's my quarterback in my Terrell Owens voice. <laughs> I was um, gonna say yeah. in your T in your best TO voice, are you just gonna tear him and be like, That's my quarterback? <laughs> That's my quarterback. <laughs> no, I mean I think that that, <laughs> that like really just made me feel really, really good. You know, it's just like mm. I was glad to read it and you know, he seems like, he always has seemed like a genuine kind of guy, very quiet. You know, his wife really does most of the talking on social media, which I think is awesome. Mm. Um, but, you know, just to see, just to hear his thoughts, I think was wonderful and really good. And, um, yeah, so don't ever come for John Matthew Stafford because, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually didn't have a bad day yesterday. He really didn't. Um, you know, the Lions, I'm, I don't know. I, I really don't. I mean, it's obvious Patricia isn't working. Yeah. And so there's 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 discussions that need to be had real quick. Um, you know, they were just comparing Patricia's record to Rob, Rob Marinelli. Mm-hmm. And uh, he coached the Lions through 0-16. And um, Patricia's record right now is worse. Ooh. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you know, there's there's some changes I think that are coming. There's something about that hope. Belichick coaching tree where people have such success in New England under Belichick and then all of a sudden they go branching out on their own and it's really hard for them to be successful. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. Charlie Weiss wasn't successful when he went into the NFL and then he ended up going to Notre Dame. He wasn't even really successful there either. And wasn't. You know, and then you do have just so many people. I, I want to say that maybe out of... Belichick's coaching tree. Is it really fair to say that maybe Eric Mangini was like the most successful one? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's kind of sad. It is. I think so, right? 
I mean, because the thing is, I mean, yeah, it really is kind of sad because you look at McDaniels, he went to Denver and he drafted Tim Tebow. Like, (laughs) I don't know what in McDaniels (laughs) brain made him think that, okay, I'm going to, that was a good idea that I'm going to draft Tim Tebow. And that's a good idea. And then he ended up realizing I need to find my way back to Bill. I need to find my way back. And he was he was lucky to find his way back, but I really can't nobody in the Belichick I actually want I actually think though that Flores may end up being the most successful one. I know that Miami, you know, lost yesterday. They ended up giving a tougher fight than I thought they would in their game, but I'm really interested to see what Flores is going to do in Miami because in his first year, okay, so they didn't get off to a great start. But if you forget the back end of Miami season last year, there's something wrong with you because Miami had a good second half of the season. They did. They did. And, you know, I think that, coupled along with what they were able to do in the draft with yeah. all of those picks. Yeah. Like, I think that that's going to set them up for a while. And, you know, it, it's going to be a transition. We knew that. We know that. Every, you know, everybody forward. knew it. Everybody. And I, I actually think that we're going to see Tua by week four or week five. Probably. I, I, it, Heck, I'm surprised we didn't see him sooner. I know, me too, me too. I mean, I understand that, you know, he wants him to learn, but I still say, just get him in there. I mean, the Bengals are doing it. They had no other choice but to do it with Burroughs. You you have to, but still, it's right. like, I, obviously you don't draft somebody number one and not have them start, but, right. right. Exactly. But I, I almost feel like it's the same situation with Miami, though. It's like you draft Tua. The, I think the only reason why you wouldn't start him is if he's not completely healthy. Like, if he's healthy, let's go. It's go time. Like, you can't, you've got to see. Right. My, my dad has already given up, and I keep reminding him it's only game two. I keep it, it is. It really is only week two, believe it or not. But yeah, don't give up just yet. No, I Don't mean, hang in there. But it'll be interesting because out of the Belichick tree, I think that Flores probably has the best chance to be the most successful. I really do. Agreed. I think that he has the best Agreed. chance. So it'll be interesting. And you know, it will be. And I wonder if it's just the type of person that Belichick is, you know? Like, if he doesn't, I don't know, I mean, like, do guys give (laughs) guidance to other coaches? Like, he just doesn't seem like that type of coach. No, he seems like the type of coach that he plans all week, but he just doesn't plan for the offense. He plans for the defense. He plans for both sides of the ball instead of just leaving it all on his coordinators. Maybe there's a lot of controlling to it really which I'm not saying is a bad thing but I could see him being the type of coach 
to say, okay, show me what your basic game plan is. And then I could picture him like a teacher going through it and marking everything he doesn't like in red and then handing it back saying, fix it. Like, I, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You actually kind of took my thought and put it into a better, yeah, description. I like that. But it's like, that's the only, like, that's how I see. I'm not saying that that's how it really is, but I could see him almost like assigning homework for the week to his coordinators and then saying before game day, okay, show me what your game plan is. Him going through it, marking it like a teacher does with red pen, and then handing it back okay. saying, now fix it. Like, exactly. Because I, it just. It just floors me how many people have left the Patriots and these teams were so excited to get these, you know, coordinators, these future coaches thinking that they can maybe not exactly duplicate what Belichick did in New England, but at least bring a model of success and winning that will appease a fan base and just get some of these teams even into the playoffs. And exactly. for some fan bases, that's enough just to get into the playoffs and see progress and see moving forward. But I, again, I mean, I hate to say, but I'm wondering if as to date, not minusing Flores right now, just because only he's had one year, but if Mangini is your success story, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, Sonia. I hear you, though. I hear you, but then it also brings up the question, you know, does a successful coach have to have a successful coaching tree? No. I don't, yeah, think, I so. don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, because, yeah, no. I think, if anything, that kind of... I think it just proves that you, were the, that you were the reason why. Yeah. Because exactly. then it's almost like you can basically plug anybody into there and say, okay, be my offensive coordinator. Okay, be my defensive coordinator, but let me check your work. Right. Like, I just think that that's that, kind of how it is. Probably is. I could be wrong, but I see him being very, I see him like that. I could see him being that controlling. And I'm not saying other coaches in the NFL aren't, but I think he also takes it above and beyond and it's just next level. Right. I agree. I agree 100% with that. So, 1,000%. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Belichick is definitely next level. I mean, there's a reason why he's won so many championships. There, there's a reason. And I know, God, I'm going to get killed for that, but... Tom Brady isn't all of the say. reason. <laughs> He's just um, exactly yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna get our issue. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he he he's just it's just not. And again, that's not a knock on Brady. So please do not send me hate mail. Please do not call me. You know, a turncoat, a traitor. This has nothing to do with me being a Giants fan. It just doesn't. But no. I'm but I'm just saying. If your memory is that short, that Bill Belichick also took a team that, when Tom Brady was injured, had Matt Castle as a quarterback and put them in the playoffs. So, 
let's all not forget that either. <laughs> Matt Castle. That's all I'm saying. They they went to the playoffs exactly. with Matt, Matt Castle. Castle. Like, kind of out of nowhere. Like, right. oh, Matt Castle, hi. Yeah, and then he <laughs> ended up getting a hefty contract and not being very good, but he got his money. He did. Man, I tell you what, backup quarterback is the job to have, right? Because you just play, like, a couple of good games, and then, boom, you get all this money. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, look at I mean, you look at Flynn in Green Bay. It's like he just held a clipboard for the longest time. He did. Because <laughs> it's just so much fun to hold a clipboard and get paid millions yeah. of dollars. It's like you just knew it wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to be doing anything else. I'll do that. I can do that all day. I'll right. hold a clipboard for a couple million. I know we did. We did. We totally, totally did. But know what I actually love is I love the the direction that my show has gone in now. And I know that you see some of the videos I put on Instagram, and I know you see some of the show topics that I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. Uh, You know, like, hey, let's venture into something a little different today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, it's the dating world, Sonia, is crazy. It is. I can only imagine. It's nuts. I mean, I, I like these apps for show content. And because I get some, mm-hmm. I get some really good show content. Like I, look, oh, I'm sure. Oh, I, I get some <laughs> real good show content. I mean, I went on a date with a guy, and we went to the, just a restaurant. I won't say which one. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the table, the waitress sat us down. I had been drive. I drove. I don't drink when I drive at all. Not even a drop. So I ordered a lemonade and he ordered a soda. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he probably doesn't drink either. That's fine. And I don't care if somebody does drink. It's just for me. I will not drive if I've had even one drink unless I've had that one drink. And then I've sat there for five hours. (laughs) Like I I just (laughs) don't like that practice. Right. Exactly. Like I just don't. We're at the table. She brings us our drinks. The waitress walks away and he opens his coat pocket and takes out two shots of fireball. And I'm looking like this can't be real. <laughs> like the dude brought in really? his yes, he brought in his own nips to put in the drink. Like I can't make this up. Like, I just can't. And this is some of the fun content. Yeah, dating is horrible. I mean, I what I want is to find a guy that I get along uh-huh. with, that I vibe with, that I can almost just kind of skip the dating process with because I'm a fantastic girlfriend. I'm a great I'm girl. Sure you are. I'm a great girlfriend. I just hate dating it can be so awkward so uncomfortable it feels like a job interview that just really goes on for a couple of dates and you're just trying to feel each other out the process to get there is terrible like it just is it takes forever doesn't it it does it takes forever 
It's like just forever. And then you get these guys who will be interested and then all of a sudden just kind of start flaking. Ghost. Yeah, ghosts. They flake on you. They ghost you. And it's just like, okay, well, what did I say? What did I do? And this is where my show helps a lot of people because I get so many DMs and just emails, all this stuff from Twitter. It's like... I started talking to a guy and we went on one date. I sent him a text and it's been three days and he hasn't returned my text. So I should just block him, right? And it's weird because I get strange with this and I don't necessarily think like the normal girl. So in a way, when these people tell me these things... I'm just not like, yes, girl. I'm just like, no, you should send him a text and be like, dude, what's up? <laughs> like, what's up? Here's my thing. Like, I, I would never want to feel like I'm an option or I'm getting in your way. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't like that feeling. So, okay, yeah, you know, you, you text me and then I text you back and there's nothing. And then, okay, fine, whatever, I get it you know, shit happens, right? Right. So then I'll text you again and say, hey, what's going on? What's, what's the deal? You know? And, you know, if you say something, oh, hey, you know, just come busy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But if you keep, if I keep getting this vibe, like, yeah. I'm just, like, pestering you or bugging you, all right, then I'm out. Right, right. And I I, want that. And yeah, I tell people all the time, like, you know, when you send that text and you get that text back, go with your gut. Like, you know, listen to that. Don't listen to all these people who have these dating, you know, it's just relationship propaganda out there. It really is. And it's like, I seriously, I get the whole thing with like (laughs) chasing and everything like, okay, so you text a guy and he doesn't text you back. I have been a big component of this where sometimes I will read my texts and I won't respond and then I realize four days later, oh my God, fuck, I forgot to respond right. to this person. Like, I, I do that. And if you go by my texting habits through some of these relationship gurus and stuff, I'd be cut out of everybody's life and nobody would be I talking to me. You'd be a flake, wouldn't you? Right. I'd be a flake too, because I do that. Not on purpose. Right. Yeah, I thought I responded. And I go back and I look and I'm like, oh, shit, my bad. Exactly. That's what what I'm saying. It's like, so when you hear so many of these relationship experts saying, oh, don't chase somebody. I don't consider it chasing if you didn't talk to somebody for three or four days. And then all of a sudden you text them back and be like, hey, what's up? And then if they don't text... Right, that's not chasing. No, it's totally not. Like, chasing... I was listening to KFC radio because I love KFC and I crush on John Feidelberg. He's from he's from this area and I crush fights big okay. time. It's like, I, I'm a barstool girl and they were talking about this one guy who went on one date with a girl. And... Mm-hmm. Within the course of five or six months, she had sent him over 10,000 texts. Okay, now that's, that's ch- <laughs> <laughs> it's like we were figuring this out and it was like almost like 500 messages a day 
okay, now, girl, that's Chase. <laughs> like, that is excessive. Girl, that is... You need to know. And the thing Hello, that... Hello? The thing that bothered me in the whole thing wasn't so much that he went to the police eventually, got a restraining order against her for harassment because she was sending him texts like, I want to bathe in your blood. And oh <laughs> just like, just weird oh shit. God. I mean, somebody sending you those types of texts, you need to go and you need to get your number changed. That's what That was the biggest takeaway. Not so much that she was sending him all these fucked up texts, but the biggest takeaway I had was why didn't this dude just change his number? Like, they went on... Change your number, just... Yeah, and don't... Well, sometimes you can say don't respond, but that doesn't help. Right, because I've done that. I've put people on silent before, and... They just still continue to text. The silent doesn't, oh, it just doesn't always help. It's like, but, you know, you listen to these people and I feel bad for some of these girls because it's like you text somebody, they don't text you back. It's okay. Like, to me, that's okay. Well, not it's okay that they didn't text you back, but I get, you know, I know how I get after I work a 10, 11 hour day. The last thing I want is to look at my phone or even try to keep up a conversation with anybody. And so I won't do it. So I get that. But then that's when you respond and say, hey, what's up? And then if they don't respond to that and then you send maybe one more text and you don't get a response to that. Okay, then that that's enough now. All right. Well, you've kind of told me you're ignoring me. Like, because exactly. I'll forgive not responding to one thing. And especially if they're only responding with, like, one word answers and they used yeah. to carry on yeah. conversation with you. And then that's when you should listen to yourself and go, okay, this isn't normal. Well, should I ask? Yes, girl, you should ask him. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, right. What's going on? Am I, like, can I help you out with Right, is it? And then again, if you just get, no, I'm good. Okay, then you know what? So am I. And if. Exactly. It's like, so am I. It's like, and then at that point, like, I've gotten to the point where when that happens, I won't just not text the person, I completely take them out of my phone. Like, erase the number, erase the, like, just erase them from my phone. And then it's funny because. Two, three months later, when you get that, what's up, type up. text, you up, what's up, <laughs> it's up. like, like, who is this? Exactly. And there is nothing more soul crushing to a guy when you respond with, who is this, question mark. Exactly. <laughs> And then it's just... And, oh, you don't know who this is? No, no I don't, because I you stopped I've... talking to me, so evidently I took your number out of my phone. Like, right. See, mm. I think that's the biggest thing you have to remember as a woman sometimes is that you gotta know your worth, right? Yeah. Don't go... You know, you just, you just gotta know your worth. Don't... If somebody is worth, you know, your time and your effort and things like that, then go for it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, you can't listen to relation, like people outside of your relationship or people outside of your gut feels, even if you don't have a relationship going on, right? Like, even if it's just dating. Going, 
even if it's just dating and you've only gone on a couple of dates or seen this person a handful of times, like, you know, and it's like, and I get it. Guys are more interested in the beginning. It's a challenge to them. And then once they have your attention, it wanes a little bit, but I don't buy into the fact that somebody just completely cuts you off because of lost interest. I buy heavily into the fact that if somebody is ghosting you or cutting you off, it's because they don't have the balls to tell you, I don't think this is going to work and I don't think that you're right for me, but I wish you the best of luck. Right. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. No, there there isn't. But guys don't say that. Guys won't say that. So they pl- no, so, they and I think mostly because most people don't want the confrontation. Because when you tell somebody, you know, it's not going to work. I had this one guy that I had been talking to on the dating site, and again for show content, decent looking guy, and we we were talking for maybe I want to say just a couple days and at the time this is when COVID happened where the worst thing in my world could have possibly happened where sports actually stopped and right. <laughs> that I was to, like pay attention to something else besides like you know oh I, I got into binging things heavily heavily <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I have binge watched Fuller House all five seasons. Oh, yes. Wow. It, it was a, a good one. It was a commitment. <laughs> it was it was a commitment. And my biggest takeaway from that is I never knew DJ Tanner was going to grow up to be this hot. Because Candace Cameron is really attractive she right is. now. She and, is beautiful. I think, you know, yeah. She, yeah, she turned it around. She looks better now than she did when she was 20 years old. And when she was, when she was DJ Tanner on Fuller House, I mean, on Full House, she was a cute kid. She is, she is very beautiful now. I never would have guessed that she would age that well and end up being that pretty. It was my biggest takeaway from all five seasons of Fuller House. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I've been kind of kidding, like. Yes. Age wise, but she looks like a little bit older. Yeah. You know, like I know she looks old, but she looks older than what I thought she would be. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. It it makes total sense. But this, these are the things I did during COVID. Is I binge watched a hell of a lot of shit on Netflix. Things that I never would have even thought I was gonna watch, (laughs) aka Fuller House. So I was talking. (laughs) Right. The door is always open. So I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to this guy. <laughs> yeah, that they say it all the time. And it's funny because now I say that to some people when they're like, hey, I'm just going to drop by. I'm like, the door is always open. I'm waiting I'll for, so- <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to call me out on that and be like, I know where that's from. <laughs> I recently said that to this one guy and he's like, your door's open now. <laughs> Yes, it is. And I'm like, yes, the door is always open. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I told this guy that how much I love sports, what I do for a living, how much sports means to me, the Bets Like a Girl podcast, how sports betting is 
you know, something super important to me. It's my life. I love fantasy football. I watch, there's always a game on. And he's like, oh, well, I don't, I like sports, but I only like them if I'm at them. I don't watch them on TV because I fall asleep. And I'm like, okay, well, I, there's always a game on and it's impossible to be at every game live all the time. And like with me, when I'm watching football, I can watch it on one TV. I'll watch it on my laptop. And guess what? I got something on my fucking phone too. And I am, yeah. I am so distracted <laughs> on Sunday game day. Do not bother me from one to 10 o'clock at night because I'm going to watch the four o'clock game. I'm going to watch the one o'clock game and I'm watching that late game too. And it's like, I got so many things going on on my phone, on my laptop, on my TV all the time. And he was just like, well, I could always go out into the garage. And I'm like, you're going to go out in your garage and build something while I'm watching sports. And he's just like, well, yeah, you know, but then maybe you could take a day off, uh, take a day. No. No, I am not taking a day off because really what I want is you sitting next to me, watching it with me. Right. And he was just like, well, like I said, unless I'm there, I'm like, look, you seem like a really nice person, but this is not going to work out. Like I need, I need somebody who likes sports. I mean, maybe... And, it, and I get it. Sometimes it's hard to find somebody who matches your passion, especially for football, baseball, things like that, and puts as much love into it as you do. And I, I understand those guys can be a little hard to find sometimes. But you at least yeah. want somebody who is going to appreciate your passion and love for sports and be okay with watching it with you. And... Yeah. You know, you like you want that. Like you need that. And for somebody to just disregard it. So the whole thing was he was just like whatever. And the thing that made me laugh the most was in his bio he said he appreciated honesty and wanted honesty. So and you gave it to him. I gave it to him and guess what? That wasn't what he wanted. Because then he, no. it's like he was so butthurt from it. And I'm thinking, I said, you know, I wish you all the best. Like, wouldn't you rather have somebody tell you this is going to be a waste of my time and your time if we continue to get to know each other? Because ultimately, once the dust settles, this is the girl I am. Like... I want to watch, I want to watch basketball games. I want to watch football games. I want to watch baseball games. There's always a game on. And he had asked me, do you only date athletes? And I'm like, actually, no, I don't only date athletes because a lot of the guys I've dated were in broadcasting because they love sports. (laughs) So (laughs) common interest, common interest. And It's like, I'm sorry, but you have to have that in dating. You do. You have to have some type of common interest. And the worst thing about these dating sites are that it's so tough for people to be who they genuinely are because I think they're afraid that 
they're not going to get the girl or the guy and that somebody actually may not like them. I'd rather just be me. And if you like me, you like me. You don't, you don't. And if all you want is a hookup, let's bring that to the table too. Then let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Let's bring that right? to the table too. Because I'm good with that. You just have to let me know because my level of commitment and interest is going to be far different if you're telling me you just want to hook up and you're not interested in anything serious, let's go. Girl, you and I <laughs> totally vibe right now. Like, that, yeah, that is it. Like, if it's just that, let's just hook up, cool. Right. Anytime, you don't have to worry about me anytime after that. You know, we're good. I'm good. Right. And it's okay. Own it. You know, if that's right. what you want. If that's what you want, just say it. Don't say to a girl. And I think this is where things get sticky and get into trouble where honesty just isn't put out there. Because if somebody said, hey, I just want to hook up. Okay, cool. We can hook up as many times as you want. And then when I want you, I'll text you and tell you I want to do dirty things to you. And then guess what? I don't yeah, have to exactly. talk to you for a couple days. And then I, we don't have to talk to each other. Right. We, we don't have to you want you want to work all the time you want to hook up some of the time i'm your girl it's okay like totally okay i mean what pop with the problem with a lot of these dating apps is when you get somebody on there that is looking for something totally different and then you get these relationship experts out there saying don't chase don't do this don't do that make him come to you. Okay, you can make him come to you for so long, but I'm also under the belief and a huge believer in if you don't text a guy for four or five days, he also may think that you moved on and you're just not right. that into him. Right. So, right. right. So if you're waiting for him to text you or, you know, because you're afraid you're chasing because you were told not to and to always make not him to chase. not to chase and to make him initiate then he's gonna think oh well it's been a couple days like i haven't heard from her like there's a difference between sending somebody a text and saying good morning they don't respond to you all day whatever you send them a text the next day they don't respond to you all right then that's when you send the third text hey we cool like you know everything good yeah. with you you know don't send something i sent you two texts and you didn't bother responding because you know what no one's responding to those texts no one no, 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 no. <laughs> no one right right because then you look psycho it's okay to send a third text and say hey hope everything's well and then if you get the i'm busy text okay cool if you notice this being a pattern you know what, then ditch the situation because this is not obviously a person that's very invested in anything other than themselves. And that doesn't make them a bad person. It just make it just might make them the person not right for you in your life right, right now. Exactly. Exactly. But like you can't be afraid to be like, oh, well, it's been three days. He's going to think that I'm an obsessed psycho. No, an obsessed psycho texts no. like six times a day just Six times an hour yes exactly <laughs> the like the lady that texted i want to bathe in your blood 
thing. Yeah, that's psycho. Don't text that, people, okay? We're not going to... That's really the only expert advice you Don't text that you want to bathe in somebody's blood. Right. I'm just saying. No, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine dating now? I mean, you, you've you been married for how long now? 18 years. Oh, God bless you. Really? And, 18, 18 years? Jesus. Could you imagine dating now? <sighs> Would you want to in this day and age? I wouldn't want to. No, it's... I think if anything... I, I wouldn't want to, but I would want to, like, I'm, like, I'm also at the age where it's just like, look, tell me what you want to do, and let's just, you know, figure it out, put it all out there, and keep it moving, right? Yep. And if you just want to hook up, let's hook up, let's just do it, you know? Like, there's that. I think that's probably, you know, yeah, I think that's the type of person I would be if I were on a dating app right now. Yeah. And I have helped people out on dating apps, so I kind of know what's out there. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... It's, it's scary. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it can be. It, it's scary. It it's very interesting to me because I had uh, I had somebody else. For one, I went on the Facebook dating app, and th- that actually isn't as bad as some of the other apps I had gone on. It was actually fairly tame, and honestly, I only met one person that I genuinely liked from there. So, out of oh, okay. out of a couple hundred, there was only one person wow. that I actually really liked. And then I went on Plenty of Fish. And Plenty of Fish, I did a podcast about it a couple days ago. It is the bottom of the barrel. Like, it is so... It's trash. I was on there and not even 40 minutes later, I had like 100 messages. I think that... I know, right? Your girl's popular. (laughs) Yes, you are. I love it. (laughs) And (laughs) I had been... I was on there for two days and then I deleted the account because it scared me. I told my friend Mike this and he was like, even for show content, why would you do that to yourself? There's, like, the the lowest of the low grade is on Plenty of Fish. I'm like, okay, I just keep forgetting that you're the dating app whore, and I really need to check my content with you because you're going to tell me, okay, if you want to do this, it probably would be good for you not to actually use your real name. (laughs) And, like, use... That is actually really smart dating app advice. Yeah. Because, again, now with the way people can find you out, like, in two mm-hmm. seconds. Oh, yeah. There's and nothing. How, yeah. Just, there, there's nothing secret. The fun, There's this person that I did like. And... On one of the on one of the dating apps that I went on, and I only knew his first name, and I didn't know his last name. And do you know what? To this day, I still do not know what his last name is. And the reason why I don't is because even though I could probably Google him, I have no desire to Google him, no desire to find out any information off the internet about him. Because anything I find out about him, I want to hear from him. And I think that if people, like, if somebody's giving you signs and you feel weird and everything and you feel like you need to search them, all right, maybe I can co-sign on that. But I just feel like 
there's so much information now on the internet. It just ruins so many things in a relationship before it even starts. Like anything that I find out about you is yeah, because I, I want to hear directly from yeah. your mouth. And that actually, that's something that I haven't thought about, but that makes mm. complete sense that you want to hear it from them. And if you, you know, get any strange vibes, then yeah, you can just double check and see. Right. There, I, you know, I find of- nothing wrong with if you're getting strange vibes or somebody's giving you a reason. But like, I mean, mm-hmm. I have friends who will turn around and go on a date and before they go on a date they know the last three addresses this guy lived at they know like seriously like they know about his family members they know like how old his mom and dad are and i'm just like right and where they went for their last birthday celebration right and then they start facebook stalking his their families and stuff oh my god but guys do this too because i know of a couple guys who have done this too i just feel like unless you're given a reason and unless you feel like you have to do something like that i think that is part of the dating problem nowadays is that you can go search somebody out find anything you want about them before you even go on the actual date with them and I think that that's almost borderline creepy because anything I know about you I just want it to be like oh yeah this he told me that like again that Right. It's like, again, it's why I don't know this guy's last name. I mean, I could have probably just asked him, but I did. I haven't. And it hadn't caught it really didn't come up in conversation. But it's like, if I know his last name, I want it to be because he told me not because I went searching for it. So that's that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. It it really does. I mean, it's just it is awful what's out there, Sonia. It is. I can imagine. But, I mean, you know, I don't think that part has changed any. I think it's just a little bit more accessible now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's no, I agree. It's hide the crazy. <laughs> uh. It's probably just a little bit easier to hide it. Um, but, you know, it, it has been forever, but I, I just stay fast with what you said. You know, don't always listen to relationship experts. Because you are the expert of your relationship, mm-hmm. right? And you always and can't listen you, to friends either because they don't... No, you can't. It's like they only know your side of it and they don't necessarily see the inf- like everything that's going on. You can tell somebody, like, I can send you a text or something be like, hey, Sonia, like, this is the case. You can give somebody your opinion on something, but I think that if you're looking for your friends to make your decisions for you then it's not gonna go well yeah it's just not gonna go well because it's when your feelings are invested in the relationship your judgment could be clouded and that's okay for you to go ask for somebody else's advice or opinion ultimately it's your decision anyway and when it comes down to it you know this girl or this guy better than anybody that you're explaining them to, and they're only listening to what you're telling them. Like, they're not fully privy to the entire thing sometimes. So ultimately, you know, it could be in your best interest to just 
step away. I, I try not to act emotionally with things. And if I feel like I'm going to react very emotional, the first thing I do is turn off my phone and I step away from it. And I step away from everything, get myself busy doing something else, clear my head, and then go back to it. If I'm still feeling the same, yeah. that's probably the first, that's probably the reaction you're always going to have. Yes. You know? That is so, that's so true. Like, all that, that's very true. You know, step away, give yourself time to take a breath and think about it. And, you know... If you need, like, sometimes what I do with, like, anything like that, like, I just would ask one of my friends, okay, am I crazy? Am I being crazy? Or does this make sense? Right. And if it doesn't make sense to you, what, you know, what do you think? What, what's your take on it? Right. That, you know, that's what I do. Just to, you know, solidify, okay, because I could be crazy. I am a little crazy. Everybody Um, is. Anybody who tells you they're not, anybody who tells you they're they're not is lying to you. Because everybody has that crazy. Everybody's got that crazy hidden in them. For sure. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's what I do. So, I'm like, okay, let me just make sure I'm not being crazy. And if I am, please tell me. And, you know, my friends are like, yeah, no, you're being a little crazy. Okay, cool. I will step back. I'll chill. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, no, you're right. You, you're pretty good. So, yeah, you know, have somebody to kind of check yourself. Yeah. But... In the end, even if you still feel that same way, even if somebody gave you that other advice that you weren't looking for or didn't want to hear or, you know, whatever, go with your gut. Yeah. Your gut is always going to be right. Well, it's like sometimes you just have to roll the dice. And unfortunately, I my strategy lately is ditch the expectations. When you're going to say something and you're going to do something don't have a predetermined outcome in your mind because then if that this is why i wanted to talk to you you and i are like kindred spirits i'm not gonna lie the secret to happiness is low expectations yeah low expectations right it's like i have in my early 20s i always used to be like okay i'm gonna say this i'm gonna do this and this is how he's gonna react and every time when it didn't work out i would beat myself up about it i would be like okay did i not execute this right did i not did i not say this right like once i learned to say you know what this is how i feel i'm not apologizing for saying how i feel and if he can't dig this he can't get into this then that's okay. It's like, if you just put your cards on the table and say, look, this is where I'm at. This is where my head's at. This is how I'm feeling. And you have no predetermined outcome. You are going to be a lot happier in life. Right. You truly are. You truly are. And then another thing to kind of keep in mind is that after you've told your truth, you are not responsible for how that person responds. No, you're not. And again, you are responsible for telling your truth. Right. That's it. And that's all that you should be able to handle. You can only, you can only control you. You can't control somebody else. So I think that when you have these thoughts in your head, these made up type conversations, like I'm going to say this and this is how she's going to respond or this is how he's going to respond. And then they don't. You just set yourself up and you set yourself up to be sad. You set yourself up to be disappointed. 
all you can do is say, I'm putting this out there and then we can go from there. You know, he may dig that. He may be like, you know what? I had no idea you felt that way. Or I'm glad that you told me, but this is where my head's at. And if you're, and ladies and guys, guys too, because you go through the same stuff. If you aren't ready for the potential of not hearing what you want to hear, then maybe you shouldn't say it. Say your truth, but only say it if you're prepared. I'm not saying prepare yourself for disappointment, but I'm just saying, you know, just understand it may not heed the outcome that you want. So that's all I'm saying. That's all. But it's true. It is. You are 100% true. I always am. You know that. Sonia, I had I such a good time talking with you. I'm going to actually have you on for our we next. Have to do this again. We do. We do have to do this again. The next time I have you on, we're going to play a game called Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And <laughs> I'm going to read messages and DMs that I get from these crazy wacko guys that, you know, send me all kinds of crazy stuff. And you, you're going to have to tell me if it came from Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Oh, that sounds like fun. I can't wait. It is. I cannot wait. That's it, gonna be fun. It is. It's gonna be totally fun. We'll have that set up within the next couple of weeks. But tell everybody where they can find you and where they can read all your good stuff that you've got going on. Oh, cool. So you can find me um, on Twitter at mom the number two the number three R N because I'm a mom to three and I'm also a nurse. <laughs> um, and then, like she said earlier, I write for Archer Football Archer SB on um twitter or on the internet and then on twitter it's just i think archer fb um and i write for the nfc east and i also write for the nfc north so i always love to talk to new people and get their takes on their team so if you always if you ever want me to ask you a question hit me up and i'm also here for relationship advice too see it might be in the married game but (laughs) You know, like, I get it. I understand. And trust me, I'm not, like, the type, oh, my husband, he's my best friend, and it's, like, a sleep No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's real. It's real, you know? It's real. Everybody's, know. everybody's got issues. Everybody's got problems. It's how we choose to work through them that gets us to the end. Exactly. 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 Yep. Exactly. Sonia, right. thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate it, too. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me, too. Thank Okay, guys, that was my interview with Sonia. It went a little bit long, but I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Sporty Diva. And, of course, on Instagram, Pamela Michelle underscore five and Facebook, Pamela Michelle 03. We're going to be back later this week with a brand new podcast. I haven't gotten a bad girl rule in a while. I think you guys are due. Bad girl rule coming up later this week. Take care, guys.